listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Hey, kitties. You dig hearing the sound of my nasally drone? You dig cars? Good. I got something called CarCast. And you can get it free on iTunes, or you can listen to it with the free Adam Carolla app. Also available on Android and iPhone. Go to acecarcast.com for more info. Again, it is me. It's Matt DeAndrea. It is all things cars. It is CarCast. From Level 5 City in Glendale, it's This Week with Larry Miller. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who still hasn't said Happy New Year! Hi, folks. Welcome back to This Week with Larry Miller. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And before we do anything and talk about the new year, do anything at all, let's just start the way we should start, the way we always do by saying that aren't they great as always. That's, of course, the Andre Tessier Orchestra and the Lisa Krolasic Dancers featuring boy tenor Zach Zintel asking the musical question, what if the hokey pokey is what it's all about? That really made... Colonel Jeff and me laugh just before. Thank you. Keep sending those in. We just love those things. The hokey pokey, by the way, as some, I'm sure everyone has to know this, or maybe some people don't. That was that dance. You, you put your left foot in, you put your left foot out, you put your left foot in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That was it, right? And that's what it's all about. And then you'd Clap once, wouldn't you? Or turn first and clap. Clap, turn, like a quarter turn, and then you do the... Isn't it the same thing? You put your left foot in, you put your left... This goes to show you what people used to do before Call of Duty. Or maybe it was just <laughs> that there really was something. When the guy came up with the hokey pokey and that song, people were so starved that even the committee of the guys he pitched it to just said, fantastic, let's just take it out there immediately. That's that's unbelievable. This is great. This will be 130 years of people singing and doing this. And uh, I know I did it. I can't even remember where. Was it birthday party stuff? I think it was probably also at weddings. You know, like the band when they had nothing else to do. All right, everyone, get in a circle. It's time for the hokey pokey. <laughs> it's actually so it's wonderful again. So it's great to start the year on a, on such a stupid note because, as you know, on our show here and in your heads there, there, we think the same thing of the word stupid. It's a wonderful word. Stupid is often a great word. It's a great compliment to me in comedy when I say something that, oh, that's so stupid. So uh, thank you, Zach. Thank you, all the other folks. There's so much to talk about. But first, and by... Amazon, that's right. We are not only back to Amazon, we still have Amazon. We have many, many things we're going to be doing in this new year in 2012. And uh, first, though, is to talk about Amazon because they've been uh, very good. Amazon, as you know, you can get anything in the world on Amazon. And uh, as we like saying here, except, of course, an actual Amazon. And if you can get an actual Amazon and find a way to do that, Please call us and tell us. The show's website is LarryMillerPodcast.com, which Jeff 
really threw up there fast right now, but very fast. Like, no kidding around. First show of the year, and it was very fast because he knows me very well, and he knows I is a really good chance I wouldn't have remembered. So the show's website is LarryMillerPodcast.com. There's going to be a banner there that says Amazon. You click that banner, and when then you buy everything in the world you want on Amazon, but then we get a portion of it, and it goes not only to keeping the lights on here at Ace Broadcasting, but boy, oh boy, there are some changes here. They put new ducting in. And as the colonel said, they're going to actually have uh, offices, not those big uh, Hudsucker proxy or, uh, offices where they have the uh, seven-inch thick carpeting, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty nice for folks like Colonel Jeff and Doctor Chris and and the folks who uh, who work here. So in, in in any case, that that's for for Amazon. And by the way, it's worth talking about the the new year. This is our first show of the new year. It's just a couple of days into the new year. And number one, I think on New Year's Eve, you and I, every single person in the world maybe, but certainly every single American has the same exact thought on New Year's Eve. And that thought is, okay, the diet starts tomorrow. I don't care how thin you are. Thin people probably don't do the, are, are, are crazier than, than, than chubby people at this. But everyone thinks, well, you know what? Between Christmas and New Year's, roughly, I'll just eat whatever I want because then I'll start the diet after, after the New Year. I'll start the diet right on January 1st. I'll start the diet right on January 2nd, maybe. But then, then let's be honest, especially as Americans, we've extended that period now. It's not just between Christmas and New Year. It, it actually goes Thanksgiving to New Year. Once Thanksgiving rolls around, you think, well, you know what? It's Thanksgiving, and we not only cut loose today, but I'll just roll right through December eating whatever I want and drinking whenever I want. And after all, it's December. It's the holidays. It's Christmas. It's everything else. By the way, it's so funny to me that every time people, when people, most people get to December and think, is it December already? I can't believe it's December already. I get there and think, I can't believe I made it again. I just can't believe that's actually the most amazing thing. And in a way, that's the best part of the whole concept of New Year's Eve, of the new year, of a new chance, a chance at redemption, a chance at a new start. It's like the same fun going to a stationery store and thinking, boy, with the right notebook, with the right new calendar for 2012, I could really organize everything. But New Year's Eve and, and New Year's my, – my, my thought for so far, by the way, for the New Year is – and I don't think I should be feeling this way. But so far, my New, Year, my New Year's thought is I'm so tired. I can't even believe it. How could I be this tired? Shouldn't you feel completely energized, well-rested when you start a New Year? That's sort of like the exact opposite. It's like that classic thing of where well, you need a vacation from the vacation – Wow. And then there's a, there's sort of an existential question that I've never had fully answered. And I know there's a technical way to answer this, but I think it changes every year as, as civilization progresses. Of And the question is, how many days, what is the grace period to saying Happy New Year to people? People you haven't seen yet, for obviously on New Year's Eve or leading up to it, like a day or two before New Year's Eve, you get people saying, hey, Happy New Year. Well, thank you very much. Happy New Year to you. Happy Healthy Year to you. Have a great 2012. Yes, have a great 2012. And obviously on New Year's Eve, it's not only very energized, say Happy New Year, but you actually get to kiss someone if you're – if it's like uh, – is, isn't that a law or something? Or, or it's, or it's a, not a full statute, but it's a, it's a, it's a common thing that uh, you get to – if you're standing next to someone – 
on uh, on New Year's Eve. Don't you get to say? Uh, well, no, I'm just thinking, come to think of it, I just realized I was thinking of Godfather 2 there, where they just kiss everyone they're around. And then and then that, that last big wow kiss to Fredo, that, that doesn't work out well at all for him. Yeah, Fredo, turns out no one can go with you in the boat except this killer here. Oh, okay. Are you sure I need protection out there in the lake? Yes. He's going to go with you out in the lake while you fish. Well, okay, I uh, I think I'll be all right. No, he's going with you. Al's going with you. At any rate, though, so I think there's something wonderful about the new year. I think there's, but how many days can you say Happy New Year? We all know this is just a couple, we're recording this right now, just a couple of days after the new year. So, you know, it's like Thanksgiving, to pick Thanksgiving out again. The day after Thanksgiving, you can still have conversations with people like, boy, I had a great meal yesterday. Or did you have a great meal yesterday? And it makes sense to do that. It feels okay to do that. And Thanksgiving's always on a Thursday. So on that Friday, you know, you can have a lot of conversations of, you know, the stuffing was very good this year. You know, I ate a lot, but not too much this year. Somebody made a great pie this year. We have a lot of discussions like that, but that's on the Friday. By Saturday, no one is still saying, how was your Thanksgiving? In fact, it makes you sound like an idiot. If you're still saying, hey, did you have anything good to eat this year? This year when? On Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Wasn't that eight months ago? What's wrong with you? Americans are very quickly, you know, it's very fast, that grace period. So it's the same thing. And when it comes up, by the way, whatever a holiday is, by the way, most holidays aren't even that that giant anymore. You know, no one is really leading up to July 4th, for instance, and saying, what are you doing on the 4th this year? You're going to read the Declaration of Independence? No, I, maybe maybe not. Maybe I'll... You're going to watch a parade? No. You're going to be in a parade? You know, we're not that that big. The same thing with Labor Day. Everything just mixes into, into the general holiday world. But the day after something, the day after Christmas, one, two days after Christmas, people say, what? Did you get anything good? What? What? What are you talking about even? Same thing with New Year's Eve, though, and New Year's Day. The day after or the two days after... It's a great. Yeah, it still feels sane to say to someone "Happy New Year." I I I don't do do it that much. But if it's someone you like, or if it's a friend you haven't seen, or someone says that to you, that's fine. But you know, a lot of people, and I know you do know this, a lot of people will come up to you on the Wednesday of that week or the Friday of that week, and they'll still say, "Hey, Happy New Year." And my smile is not that big then, because if it's a week later, you want to say. You know what? I, it's enough. Uh, Happy New Year to you too. Okay, but, but I don't even say it back at that point. But there are people, as you know, who believe that the whole first month, that is all of January, if you haven't seen someone, you still, in manners, get to say Happy New Year. And I would, I suppose, just like to go on record by saying these people have to be stopped because that's just not okay. That's that, 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 that it's so close to being completely out of your mind. If you get to January 19th and you're still saying Happy New Year, you, you need a hobby. You need something. You need just take some time off, start reading more magazines, do something. But stop saying Happy New Year. In fact, two weeks in. In fact, a week and a half in. It's gone. It's done. In fact, a week in. It's done. So let's just say for all of us right now, Happy New Year, goodbye, and and let's just let it go on that. We have so much to do today anyway, and we might as well start right in because since it's a new year, we are going to do number one, a hamper update. 
That's right, a hamper update. We have had so many people. It's very gratifying. It's very sweet and funny. So many people writing in you know, or get, writing back on, on Twitter just say, what, when's the next hamper update? Gee, I like the hamper updates. But someone wrote in saying, it was so sweet. Someone wrote in saying, I feel like I'm out of my mind. Why do I feel so happy when you talk about your hamper? And you know what? It's fun, though. Uh, enough people have said that. And it was in my head anyway. And it's the right time for a hamper update because there is news. On the hamper. So it so happens, this is not a lighthearted hamper update or a, fr- or a frivolous hamper update. A hamper update for no reason. We're starting the new year with great and awful hamper update news. Okay? Both great and terrible. And the great news is the hamper is at complete peace. It is being used. Everyone is at complete ease with the hamper. My wife... God bless her, is fine with the hamper. She may at some point in life, another month or another year or another two years, get the hamper or find the hamper she really likes. But the decision of one of us, okay, it was me, to actually go out and just get a hamper turns out to have been perfect. Just the exact right decision at the exact right time. We needed a hamper. We were tired of throwing the clothes on the floor. It looked stupid. Just go get a hamper. And we got a hamper. I got the hamper. I got the hamper. And it was great. And so the good news is, the great news is, the fabulous hamper update news to start 2012 is the hamper is doing great. And everyone is doing great with the hamper. Except for the horrible news... That someone still doesn't understand the concept of separating whites and darks. You can't do it. I have put, it's so clear to me, put t-shirts, workout socks, underwear in the right part of the hamper, the netting there, everything else, black socks, t-shirts, dark t-shirts, everything else, everything with school names on it, whatever the heck it is. If it, if, if it has red, blue, green, whatever it is, that goes on the left. Who doesn't understand this? Someone that's who. Someone doesn't understand this. So what I do, because my love and my giving and my family is bottomless and endless, so I don't mind once again going out on a limb using my time at home, not to be sitting quietly and drinking in my chair. No, I take the laundry out of the hamper and separate it by colors. I'm happy to do it. But it gives me something to grumble about as well. It's just like the same thing with fathers. As you know, I'm not, I'm not sad about this. 40 or 50% of the time I spend in the house as a father is turning out lights. That's all I do. And now there is something added to that to separate the clothes in the hamper correctly. So, once again, how like life itself, my friends, that it has both good and bad in it. Today's hamper update is... Great news and awful news. Great news, everyone's happy with the hamper. Awful news, no one knows how to use it except me. So we'll see. That is this week's and the start of 2012's hamper update, which actually leads perfectly, because it's still in the bathroom, it leads perfectly into Effecta update. Not a five-fecta update. That's right, Effecta update. I think... I may have to call them all FECTA updates. That's apostrophe, capital F, E-C-T-A, update. Now, the FECTAs, as you know, 
were culminating in the height of all Fector soap saving as the five Fector. The five Fector was, we thought, the height that could be reached. Sort of like the four-minute mile. <laughs> no one thought it could be broken. Who was that, Roger Bannister, who did that somewhere in 1952? The four, they said, you can't break a four-minute mile. Why, it just can't be done. It's sort of like the same thing. You can't crack the sound barrier. No one thought you could crack. And then uh, Mach, Mach 1 and Mach 2. And uh, that is the sound barrier, isn't it, by the way? <laughs> the mocks? Oh, okay. So it's M-A-C-H. I continue to be very technical, as you know. So the point is, we thought, I thought, Colonel Jeff thought, Dr. Chris thought, everyone here at Ace Broadcasting thought, no one could ever break the four-minute mile or the five-fecta. And this week, by going onto Facebook, and by the way, I love putting captions under this, and we, we have an album every week we make here, and by going onto, onto the Facebook page, which you can get to by going to facebook.com slash Larry Miller Podcast, or just the regular website, LarryMillerPodcast.com, and there's a button right there on the front page, right? Isn't that the word you used? <laughs> As you know, the reason they keep looking through the glass at me, all these, the times we've done the show for a full year now and more, and all the years, uh, hopefully we're going to be doing this. The reason they're looking through the window is just because they know at any given second I can forget how to do everything. And there's really, so, someone has to say, yes, we said button. Remember, it's with the word button. So at any rate, you can go on there and you'll see the Fecta I have made, folks, it was such a good instinct. It was such a, if I do say so myself, I knew that the fecta I had going could use one more bar. And I opened the bar of, well, stolen soaps from hotels that I have in my bathroom. And I opened the drawer and there was a bar of soap already out of the little cardboard box. And to me, that was a sign from, from the universe, from all the fates, from God himself, that that was the that was the bar to be used. It was a round bar, but it had a little tub in the middle of it intentionally. So it had an indentation in it. And I knew I had a six fecta going. It was a five fecta that turned out to be six because one of the little chips fell off in the shower, which I thought was a tragedy, but it was actually great because it revealed that what I thought was a five fecta was actually still technically a six fector that it had all layers and it revealed the perfect place to turn the bar upside down and put it into the new round bar with the indentation and to slap and press the chip that had fallen off back to the other side. So what this means is it's ugly, but it works. It looks like one of those spaceships where you never really know whether it's upside down or not. And it has so many layers to it, and you don't know whether the pieces should be seen or large or small. It really looks good. And, and, and the good news doesn't end there, folks. I've used it already. It works. Remember, the, the law of the FECTA is that it has to work. It has to be a working bar of soap. It's like having a 57 Chevy. You can show it. You can just use it to show, and that's fine. But there are a lot of people who still have them, and that's their daily car, and they drive it every day. That's... The law of the fecta, it has to work, and this one is now a working seven fecta. And that doesn't mean babying it. That doesn't mean just gently running it over your bicep and saying, oh, I'm using it, and then using another part of the soap. That's not what it means. It means using it everywhere, never mind where, but you know where, 
and all the places and really running under the water and using it. And there was a chip. There's another chip. I found another chip in a different part of my soap dish on the sink. And that means tomorrow, tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to go out on a limb right here and say the Miller household will be delivering an eight-fecta. That's right, a working eight-fecta tomorrow. I will take pictures of that, and I will mention it to you next week. And the reason this also blends into our next update, which is... That's right, a safety razor update. Now, our friend Tom Crow sent, as I've been proud to say his name before, and I'm saying it again now because he sent me... A safety razor. That's the Mercure, M-E-R-K-U-R. It's from a company in Germany. And you know how fantastic they are with things that can kill you. They're really good with weapons. And so they, he sent me this safety razor. It's, it's a very nice piece, and I'm very grateful. And I've been having a great time using it. And that is no baloney. And the reason I'm bringing this up again is because he sent me a little snack bag size filled with different kinds of razor blades and there was the Astas ASTA. I picked those first because it was very appealing to me. That was the dog's name on the Thin Man series, Nick and Nora Charles. Their dog's name was Asta, and uh, it was as popular as they were in those days. And I have to say, though, I was cutting myself up on my lower left chin. Everyone has little uh, areas, but I, I still use the thing. I like using the thing. I really enjoy it. It feels like I'm doing something with a little more dignity, a little more weight to it. And I've moved now to the Gillette 7 blades. However, there's really a skill to be learned because I took a chunk off yesterday. That was big enough that I had to put the, the classic dot of toilet paper on it and the little red dot of blood seeps through. And I don't care about this. But as you may imagine, because it's 2011, it did cause my wife and kids to say variations of, what's wrong with you? Exactly what are you doing? This has happened before. And in my work, as you know, part of my work is being <laughs> an actor and a com- being things that involve cameras. I can't tell you how many times, at least four or five times specifically, where I've cut myself up and in the makeup chair in the morning, when you, whether you're on location somewhere or here in town, and the makeup artist has said, people you get to know over weeks and has been very nice and has said, let me ask you something. What are you, what are you doing to yourself? Why do you do this? Well, uh, I and then I always say, well, you know, but... But uh, Tom Crawl sent me, for instance, this thing now that I'm really enjoying. It's an old safety razor, but it's made new. And you, and you screw the little handle off. And I remember one woman said to me, you know, you're being photographed today. You know, your, your face is on camera. I, and you, you took a, 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 you know, a hunk off sort of the size of a pea. Now, why, why would you do that? So at any rate, though, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying getting the hang of it. I think the Gillette Seven Blades or better than the Astas, but I had to thank Tom again, and that is the safety razor update. I have shaved again with it today because when I get home after taping the show here, I'm going to mix up a drink for myself and one for my wife at the appropriate hour when the boys are getting ready for bed, and we will have a drink together, and I have a very nice, close safety razor shave, and then Kise. So that's what that that's the safety razor update for today and that all blends into 
That's right. The joke of the week. I love doing this, and uh, and I haven't even thought about the future because if we do 50 shows a year roughly or something, then that's 50 jokes. I guess there's still plenty of jokes out there. We've only done about 10 of these, right? Well, we'll see how it goes because I just – one keeps popping into my head. Or Jeff had that one about the fun guy. and uh, But this one popped into my head. I think this is very cute. They're all so silly. I think this is very cute. Uh, on an army base, the – Commanding General calls one of the sergeants in and says, Sergeant Private Johnson's parents have just been killed in a terrible car accident. It's a horrible thing, and we just got word of this, uh, so you're going to have to tell him. But do me a favor. Break it to him gently. He's very sensitive, and I don't want him upset. And the sergeant says, yes, sir, and he salutes him, and the other guy salutes back, and he marches out, and he goes out there and says, all right, man, he blows the whistle. Man, get, everyone line up. All right, now, man, get on the line. Everyone there on the line. And they all line up at attention, and the sergeant says, all right, now, men, every one of you with two living parents take one step forward. Not so fast, Johnson. And that just kills me. Not only the use of the phrase, not so fast, but that's how he's going to break it to him gently. The, not so fast, Johnson. The, the best part of that joke, in a way, to me, is that, 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 that thing about all jokes anyway, that they start the premise is always a tiny bit odd. If you think about it, why would a commanding officer, A, be the one to get the news, or say, by the way, he's very sensitive, so break it to him gently. So that's the premise of the joke. It's ridiculous in a wonderful way. It's once again that comedy thing of it's stupid in a wonderful way. It's silly in a wonderful way. It's just preposterous. That, that's never occurred. No one has ever said, oh, by the way, this particular soldier is very sensitive, and I happen to know that, so just break it to him gently. But once you buy that, that's the way I love all joke setups. If you buy that, you make that buy, and you do. It's like watching a magic trick. You just make the buy, and then at that point, of course, the sergeant decides to line them all up, and this is the way he's going to do that. All right, now, man, everyone with two living parents, take one step forward. Not so fast, Johnson. Anyway, that one has always make, made me laugh. I hope you like it too. There are so many things to talk about. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a couple here because they all lead together. I went to a hardware store today, today before coming to the show, and I got. A hook and eye setup, a, a pretty strong one, a four-inch one, which is rare for me because I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not a handyman. Jeff is, the colonel is, everyone around here is. People can take apart cars. People can take apart anything. They can reduct the ceilings around here. Everyone can do everything. It's just not my 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 way. I just don't understand uh, hand, handy things. And I'm fine with that, by the way. And uh, my, my father was the same as me. My mother's side of the family were all plumbers, and they were very, very handy people who could look at anything to know the exact measurements of it. And today, though, I knew, you see... Our bedroom doors need a latch, the screen doors, because we'd like to have them open at night. It's wintertime in California, which, of course, means nothing to most of the world. But what it does mean is that there are nice breezes that come in, and my wife would like those breezes. But our dog will bump the screen doors open. There are two of them, and he got skunked last week. The dog got skunked, and if you've ever been skunked, in life, it's the kind of thing where once you do it, you won't need to do it again. It's it's really, it's 
what it's supposed to be. By the way, I never understood this, that when people would say, well, you know, people who love animals or no animals, they always say, well, God gave the skunk the protection of the stink. Why, the, why the, just the skunk then? Why not everybody? Why doesn't everybody have that? We have, I'm not making a stink joke about humans here either. We have some stinks. Men have some stinks to them, but we love them. We laugh at them. If someone makes a stink, you know, about if someone does something that smells, the, as you well know, every other man in the room will just actually turn around and say, hey, good one. So really, it, it, there's nothing, but it's not a stink. The skunk is the only thing with a stink that's, well, it's nauseating. It's, it's a horrible thing. So the dog got skunked, and I thought I could be handy. Jeff told me how to put this thing, and I'm going to do it when I go home. But you see, it turned out to be something because the dog still stinks. I took the dog. My wife had de-skunking stuff. I thought it was supposed to be just tomato juice. And I actually had large cans of tomato juice, which still amazes me. There's something vinegary about tomato juice or something acidy about tomato juice that's supposed to take the, sc- the smell off. My wife put them in the big sink in the pantry there in the laundry room. And this is about 2 in the morning or so. And uh, we got most of it off. So the next day... I took the dog down to where my wife told me to take him, and uh, which I can't remember the name of the place. doesn't matter. It's a place on Ventura Boulevard. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because there was a, one of the young women working behind the counter was someone who said to me, and uh, she had a, a German accent, which is always comical in the sense that, you know, she's a young woman. And this is the kind of – she had that kind of very over-earnest face with no irony in it at all. And uh, as Bob Bob Newhart still has the best joke about that, the reason there are, aren't over a lot of German comedians is because they over-literalize everything. And Bob Newhart's joke was something he'd just say, why would you call a man curly if he has no hair? And that's sort of perfect to me. I don't think you can ever beat that joke about over-literalizing. So I was talking to this young woman, and she said, uh, well, you know, we'll dip in like this. And, this. and I said, do me a favor. My wife just told me to... Uh, to uh, get this too or to get the new tag for this or that. And she said, you can wash this. And I said, I'm going to wash it, but do me a favor. Just give me the new one anyway because my wife told me to get it. And she said, but you don't need this. I don't, I'll dip in once and this and that, whatever it was. And I just said, uh, well, my wife told me to get it. She says, I'm telling you what we'll do to, and this will be fine. And, and I said, with a smile, I said to her, and I realized later, this is just stupid. Why am I doing this? I smiled at her and said, uh, you're not married, are you? And... Uh, and she just, you know, as if I was going to say, you don't understand that if you're a man and if you're married, whatever your wife tells you you're going to do, you're going to do. It's just in the end, it's not craven. It's not weak. It's the smart move. It, it, it's just, it takes, especially at a certain point, you know, and I'm 18 years in a marriage. You, got, you ought to learn something other than small arms use. But I mean, you really ought to learn something. And that thing is, whatever your wife tells you just to do, if she says get this new, get the tag and get the new set, have it say this with the street at whatever it is. If she says do that, I'm going to do it. And when I said, though, to the woman, uh, to the young East German woman, or whatever she was, when I said, uh, you're, you're not married, are you? And she looked right back again with that just no kidding around face and just said, yeah, I am. And I just said, well, it, uh, sometimes I'm sure you tell your husband, and I'm only getting in deeper now. She's never going to understand this. And I, and I said, sometimes you understand that uh, you know, you'll tell your husband to do something, he'll, he'll just do it. No, we have a perfectly equal. When we do whatever we want, he says something to me, and I take the same thing from him. And, and I realized, this is not good. This is not going to go well. And I said, well, you know, still I'd like to do it for my wife. You try, I tell you what, you, I'll, I'll call your wife, and I tell her what we do here. And uh, I said, Can, do me a favor. And I realize now 
This is all pointless. I said, just do me a favor. We're going away because, you see, we were taking the kids snowboarding. That day, if we got him out, if we got the dog bathed and de-skunked at a certain time, I said, can you do it in this certain time? Because we're leaving to go right up the California coast into eastern California, into the Sierras, and uh, into, I think it's in the Sierras, into uh, to Mammoth, which was our first longer drive on a family vacation. It was our first time doing that, and that's what appealed to me. And I had to find something that would appeal to me because this was a vacation that my wife and kids had made and reserved and paid for without telling me. They did this, my wife did this in July and just said to me, it was a fait accompli. And she had just said to me, okay, by the way, from the 25th to the 29th of December, we're going to drive up to Mount. Well, the kids want to go snowboard. Okay. But again, it's the same thing as saying you're obviously not married, are you? I'm going to do it anyway. I wouldn't have wanted to do this. And the point is, it worked out great because it was our first Norman Rockwell-y family drive away. It's about a perfect hunk of time for a drive. It's about six hours if you stop for a bite in the middle. And they have some wonderful places along the way that really make it, well... The kind of thing that families remember. Plus, we had a rule. There was nothing. They weren't allowed to turn on any screens in the car. Let's just be together. And it's gorgeous country to drive through. And they have shops like this was great. It was like the old Burma shave signs. There was a new sign about every two miles that would say, coming up, Gus's Really Good Beef Jerky. That was the name of the place. Gus's Really Good Beef Jerky. And every sign just said, only six more miles to Gus's Really Good Beef Jerky. And so we realized, well, we have to stop off. He got us. He got us. It was so wonderful to pull in and see after 12 signs of Gus's really good beef jerky. So we walked in and we got two packets of that say on them, by the way, not surprisingly, Gus's really good beef jerky. And they're shrink wrapped and he does it himself there. And then they also had Gus's really good martini olives. Now, I think you know who you're talking to here. <laughs> Suddenly that was – that certainly I, I could arch one eyebrow and say, I beg your pardon? What is that over there? Hey, Dad, look. Because my wife – I tweeted about this and it's true. My wife, we had a chance to stay in this hotel. It's just a nice regular place. It's worth sending them a tip of the hat. It was the Westin Hotel there and uh, it's not over fancy. It's just a regular place. But they have the kitchenettes in the room. So we had one room for us and the kids. So they were on a fold-out couch. And if we can, if everyone's well, we'll go back again next year. Maybe get a, you know, a couple of rooms, adjoining rooms or something. But th- this time it was, it was kind of small, but it was a lot of fun. And so the point is my wife, because she loves me so much, because she knows me so well, or because she just wants to placate me and shut me up, my wife also brought my martini shaker and had put had gotten some Tupperware containers from the bed and bath joint just for gin and the vermouth and olives and the hot chili peppers and jalapenos I sometimes like to toss in. I, I can go all sorts of different ways with that. But I thought, how do you like that? I said, honey, that's amazing. So you did this all on your own. Because also she knew if we were in a small room together, it's nice to medicate me so I can sit in my chair with one of my goofy books. By the way, 
I brought this. I brought very stupid books. Very the, the wrong books to bring on a vacation. I brought one was about the Warsaw Ghetto in World War Two. It was just stupid. It was so sad. And I, I should have brought in, uh, the detective books I normally like. At any rate, though, in this. And by, for the record, in case any of you want, ever want to do this, by the way, to take Tupperware containers of gin and vermouth, all I can tell you is when they sit on the counter there of that kitchenette, it looks like samples from a doctor's meeting that is not going to go well. It it looks like you're not going to be happy with the news when the doctor says, I think you better sit down. If those are the samples you're giving off, it, it's pale. You know, it just doesn't look good at all but here at Gus's they had martini olives stuffed stuffed with jalapeno slices and I put these things in I do this anyway and it said on the label Gus's really good martini olives stuffed with jalapeno slices and my kids even said to me dad you gotta get this and I said, you know what? I think you're right. We really do. Plus, he had a third item there, which is a big thing for me. He had Gus's really good pistachios. And I've been looking for really good pistachios because they don't feel like the pistachios of my youth anymore. They don't. They just feel okay. And they're not salty enough. They're not something enough. But you open them up and they just – it feels like you're just chewing cardboard or something. And so look at these three items. Gus's really good beef jerky. Gus's – Really good martini olives stuffed with jalapeno slices and Gus's really good pistachios. We got two kinds of the beef jerky, the, the spicy one and the regular one. And we got the martini olives and the pistachios. And they all say Gus is really good pistachio. Gus is really good everything. And it was – I'm proud of people who do this. When they open their own business and he got us in there and it was it was a lot. It was $48 for all those items. And so that means each one was, well, about 12 bucks, whatever it is. But I'm happy to do that and I hope you're happy when you do that because this is a guy who opens the place on the side of the road and he's been there since the French had Vietnam and he's not going anywhere and that's his business. And you know what? I'm glad to have done it that way and even gladder because – Here's exactly why. When one of my kids opened the beef jerky, when we got home after all this stuff and he starts chewing it and I said, well, how is it? And he said, it's very good. And I said, but is it really good? And he said, no, it's just good, very good. It's just it's beef jerky. I said, oh, okay. And I went upstairs and I opened some of the pistachios. And you know what they were? Pistachios. And they're, they're just okay. And then the acid test, I made one of my extraordinary martinis and put in one of these olives. And you know what they are? And now I have to go through them all because I have them. <laughs> it, was, it was 48 bucks. But you know what? Yeah, it's just uh, it's okay. And... I loved it even more, and I'm going to go back there again if we go next year to stop in at Gus's again. Not because somehow that seemed so right. Here's a guy who opens a business that's been successful for years, a little place. God bless him. He charges whatever he does for this stuff. Good for him. God bless him. People come in and they buy that stuff, and they should. And I love that he has those signs, and that's what it's called. Gus's really good stuff. That's the name of it. Really good stuff. 
Gus is really good pistachio. Gus, everything is really good. And I love that because you know what? It gets me to buy it. I like that different toothpastes have different colors. I like that. I like that people say, well, you couldn't tell the difference between Coke and this and that. It's just really the color of the can. That's fine with me. It's a valid aspect of every product. And I adore this guy. He wasn't even there that day. It was just a guy working that day. And uh, he didn't, he, what I'll say is, he didn't look like a Gus. In any case, though, when we go back, if Gus was there, I'm just smile. I'm just going to smile and shake his hand and say, pal, this is our second time here. And I'm glad you got us in with those signs. So you know what, though? You know what was really good? We made the trip. You know what was really good? We had a great drive together, even sang a couple of songs. You know, it was really good. We got back safely. And you know, it was really good, the fact that Gus had those stores. And if you need something else above and beyond that, all of that, that's really good. If you need the pistachios to be really good or the stuff in the room or the chips or the this or that, if you need everything else to be really good, folks, I think you're missing the point of a family vacation. So you know what? Everything about that guy and that store and that vacation was really good enough. And that's why I'm going back next year. So you know what, folks? To get to that next year, to get to the end of December next year, that means we have to start and go through our full our full year this year. And this is now it's official. No matter what you've done, never mind Happy New Year. You know what? Just have a good year. Have a good start. I hope you get whatever you want. I hope I hope it's just going to be fine for you. If if you need a new job or if you need a new something or or if you need a new arm, whatever it is, I hope that's good. But if you're all right, and we'll get to our motto in a second, and you know what that is. That's why it is our motto. And if you, and that's why, remember, oh, cock, thank you, Colonel. Cocktails with Larry Miller, that one-man show I do, is on February 3rd this year. It's going to be in Stowe, Vermont at the Spruce Peak Performing Arts Center, and on February 4th in Corona, New York, in Queens at the Queens Theater, and on February 11th, going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska at the Lead Center. It's got to be Lead. It's it's spelled L-I-E-D, which would be an unfortunate thing because <laughs> it looks like lied. Hey, how was the show? Well, they lied to me. Wasn't very good at all. But uh, I'm going to be there. The Million Martini March is still going on. There is, uh, it's really kind of neat. So please, uh, we're, as you know, we have lots of fun here. We're joking around with listeners. And you can post pictures, and I put captions on Then There's a podcast player right on the front page, on the Facebook page, where you can listen to any episode on demand or download the MP3 of it. There are little buttons on the pages of our website that make it easy for you to recommend the show through Twitter, Facebook, email, all sorts of things. It's very meaningful to us, very gratifying. Thank you for doing that. We're growing very well here. Again, the show's website is LarryMillerPodcast.com. Check out our show's Facebook page, Facebook.com slash LarryMillerPodcast. My website is LarryMillerHumor.com. Follow me on Twitter at LarryJMiller. But as always, two things as always, all stories are guaranteed true, and any of those sites leads to the other, as we like to say, all roads lead to Rome, which is lucky because, once again, starting the new year by saying, Homer is Homer and Pluto is a planet. And that's the way it is. So remember, folks, as always, if you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to, 
and someone there who cares about you. Folks, the game's over and you've won. And that is still the truest thing I know, and I hope it is for another thousand years. Be well, and we'll see you here next time. The only show that comes with mints, which you're going to need.